Welcome to Making Happiness a Habit. I'm Kara Payton, your happiness coach, and this is the Happiness Habit Podcast. Today I'm here with a very special guest, Shannon Long of Flying Free by Shannon. Her wonderful work with Body Code brings us here with bright eyes and many questions. Thank you, Shannon, so much for joining us. I'm so excited to dive in here, especially being someone that was so skeptical. I'm so glad that your beautiful work is here. I've recently had amazing experience and I'm just so excited to dive in. So thank you for joining me today. Awesome. Thank you. What an intro. It's awesome to be here with you. I am especially stoked to be here as when we were talking about recording this podcast and having her on with me, we initially had just had the intention of collaborating with using this mindset that our mind, our energy, our intention, our heart, our you know the mindset and thought habits that we create was important. And I know that Shannon has a little bit more of a side that dives in expertise. Her expertise is around energy and those types of things. It's not a realm that I'm regularly plugged into, even though it fascinates me. And when we started diving in, it was it became glaringly obvious that my knowledge about this stuff needed hands-on experience and like a first time real in you know experience of my own that I could use as a testimonial and I have got to say we scheduled a body code session and she did it remotely virtual so my skepticism brain was ready to fire down everything that happened I was ready to this doesn't work this is so silly um you know energy's great but you've got to kind of talk yourself into or fool yourself into believing things and that is absolutely not what happened I was I was stunned um tell me a little bit about that do you do you commonly get met with people that are just absolutely not prepared to be affected or believe in it absolutely and it's actually some of my favorite clients to work with um I myself was there the first time that I had body code it was actually something that I didn't even ask for or sign up for. So I was dealing oh with okay, tell me about that. chronic health issues and I could not find help here with the medical doctors in the States. And so I wound up at a medical clinic in Mexico, which again, skepticism and cynicism is mm-hmm. just going to go crazy with that. But I was working with medical doctors who were also trained in functional medicine, who were trained to treat the whole person. So I had psychiatrists working with me, medical doctors working with me, energy workers working with me, um, nutritionists, you name it. Everybody was treating the whole person. It was the coolest experience ever. And that is where my journey began to change with my health. And I started to finally get results. To give context, tell everyone about where you were just a few years back and your health. And because the Shannon I met, I've known her for years now. And the Shannon I met is quite different to say the least from the Shannon that's sitting in front of me right now. Yeah. So even, gosh, Five years ago, I was completely debilitated, literally having trouble getting up off my couch and taking care of mine and my son's basic needs. So Mm -hmm. I had a two-year-old that I could barely keep up with and barely keep track of um, his basic needs. And I was doing it, but it was miserable every single day of my life Mm -hmm. due to tons of pain. My entire body was racked with pain constantly. Um, along with literally no energy, no, no, like nothing physical to even just pull from. It's like trying to run a car on an empty gas tank is how it felt constantly. Um, and I went to this medical clinic with two pages computer typed with two columns of things that were going on, symptoms that I was experiencing. That's what I walked into the clinic with, with American doctors not being able to help me at all. And this is coming from the context of you are incredibly careful with yourself and your diet. This wasn't just, oh, yeah. oh I was, you know, yep. self-abusing and substance and all that stuff. Nope, this was my self-care me game to do... was like A plus at yeah. this point. Yeah, I had been doing everything I could with diet and self-care and all of it. So that will speak to anyone who is racking their brain with <laughs> making, trying to make all yes, the right decisions. The lifestyle choices. Yes, changes, the lifestyle. Yeah. And that, that whole realm of those who say, you know, if you do these things and follow these laws, you're automatically guaranteed to win some genetic club or energy lottery. Right. And that's just plain, you know, in your experience, it's just not the case. It, right. Or like the mind right over things. matter, right? If you get your mindset positive, then mm-hmm. you're going to be healthy and whole. Yes. 
So I show up to this clinic and I've, I've worked with my doctors. They did three days of extensive diagnostics on me, drew so much blood on my first day and then just ran tests and all kinds of cool stuff. On my fourth day, I was supposed to begin treatments and they started it with sending me to a body code practitioner. Now I had never worked with anything like this, never heard of it. And this woman starts basically uncovering energetic imbalances that were going on in my body and through which we can get into this later, but she figured out that I had been exposed to mold when I was two years old and that my body energetically had trapped that and, and wasn't letting it go. And that's where some of my issues were probably coming from. Oh my God. Two? Um, yeah. When I was two years oh old. Oh my gosh. Yep. And so I am sitting there in the chair and my brain is like, oh my gosh, just if I can be completely frank, this is bullshit. Like that's where my brain was. I was like, what is happening? Okay. This is, yep. This is what people think of when you come to Mexico for treatments, right? <laughs> Where's the <laughs> like witch some doctor? sort of voodoo going on here. And what I will say is when I got up to leave the appointment, now I have not been treated at all at this clinic yet. I've only been tested on for three days. I felt completely different in my body. I could breathe better. I felt lighter, all this stuff. And I turned around and I said, what did you do to me? And she's like, well, I didn't do anything. I just removed energetic interference. What are you experiencing? So I told her what I was experiencing. I walked out of her room and ran into other patients at the clinic who stopped me and said, wait, what have they been treating you with? You look so much better. There's color in your skin. You look vibrant. You're this, you're that. Like they could tell a difference. My doctor said the same thing. Wait, he looked at his notes. We haven't even started treating you yet. Why do you look better? So this is number one. I'm canceling out placebo effect at this point because I did not. Now it's other people say, you know, like I was not expecting anything to happen. Now other people are noticing and they're saying, wait, we haven't even treated you yet. Why do you look different? So that was my first experience with body code. And that was the point in time at which my body began to heal. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I am because of my own personal experience. I think I identify and relate to people that do have a lot of skepticism or think anything in the energy work world is more of a placebo effect or like a mental kind of hope coming in. And so that creates the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I love working with those people because that's who I was five yeah. years ago and I get it. And I love nothing more than to like meet that skepticism and criticism openly and say, there's space for you here and it's okay that you're skeptical and critical it'll still work regardless of if you're skeptical or critical. So I have no resistance to working with clients like that at all. That's wonderful. And that that definitely was where I was because despite having, and this was not my first experience with something with energy that was, that proved itself to me. I have uh, had Reiki done on me where I just thought that somebody was, okay, this one person is tapped in, tuned in, turned on, and they know how to wield that energy. I believe you know her, Christy Marsh. Mm -hmm, uh, is absolutely brilliant and met her at an extremely pivotal point in my life where anything that was not uh, religiously indoctrinated was, you know, false or witchcraft or something evil or wicked and um, not to be used and certainly not to be trusted. And I went into her and she very carefully and graciously cradled me in this safe space of no matter what you believe, no matter what you've been told to believe, no matter what you're afraid of broaching, you know, tell me where these guidelines are, where where I can respect Mm -hmm. even at the time the religious doctrine that I gated myself within. I told her very clearly that it, like if it if it grows if it goes outside of this if it toes the line outside of this I I would like to stay and she worked with me from within that place wow. to where then I could then without resistance grow myself through those those gates and 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 mm. use it and wield it and expand my own knowledge about myself and my spiritual life and my mentality and my heart and all of this stuff that was I was so brand new to the door of and it was magic it felt like magic and that's what I think so many people whether they experience it for themselves or not they kind of hear that it feels like something just out of the blue happens to them that's never happened to them before that they've never experienced before and they just kind of have this association well it doesn't have an explanation so either that person, you know, like you said, with the placebo effect or just plain fooling themselves. And it's 
how much more can you do that if you're physically feeling the ramifications of such effect? So that is yes. where I was when you started on me. And because she also brought something up from when I was four. And, you know, our memory, my, my failed, my memory just, just does not, I don't have a very good one. I don't remember a lot of things. You could have, we could have had a conversation yesterday that you are, was like, you're life depended on me remembering every word and I'm just I can't I just don't so she would ask me do you remember anything you know what was going on at the time of your four I'm like I I don't know Bert and Ernie I there's absolutely no way I'm gonna remember any of that but as she was you know removing these energetic barriers and 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 toxic um residual things I didn't even feel anything after we were done. I was just like, okay, that was great. Now I have more of a context in order to ask you better questions. Yes. <laughs> it was after we got off the phone that later on that day, there was just no twisting, that pulling, that tightness, that static, the undertow, the noise underneath everything that was, you know, my baseline always has noise and anxiety and mm-hmm. worry, tension, judgment, fear. There's all this stuff just operating in the background. And it was like you went in and clicked all of those tabs shut. Mm-hmm. And in a way that I couldn't, because I'm a regular meditator, I um, don't take any medications for any type of anxiety or anything like that, though they probably would be very helpful. Um, And so even in my meditations as of late, it's just not possible to kind of get all the way to ground zero. And you brought me to ground zero where I felt completely ungated. And my, that little girl was, was, she was like, the door's open. I can see the windows are open. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Like, yay, I'm going to do all the things today. It wasn't even that. It was a cold day. It was a rainy day, which normally I would have, you know, conceded to just hang around and do low energy things. And I was all over the place. I was a butterfly that day. Um, So I will say from the most skeptic of skeptic of skeptics, I probably wear some sort of royal crown in that department, and this blew me away. So talk to me about, and and for everybody listening, you're literally just tapping into someone else and muscle test like on your own. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fill it in with too many words, but basically you tap into somebody and and go to town. Tell us what yeah. you do. Well, so I love this method of energy work especially for the critical mind because it's a little more tangible than just your average energy work or Reiki or anything like that where someone is, you know, using, let's say, life force energy to just kind of flow through your body and open up channels and whatever. This is much more specific. And so we all kind of know and understand that the mind is is like an iceberg, right? We have our conscious mind. So all the things that we are aware of throughout the day, which is like that tip of the iceberg that shows above the water. So like groceries and active conversations and just the things that you're aware of thinking about. Exactly. And then underneath the surface, we have the, you know, 90 some odd percent of the iceberg that nobody sees. And that is the subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind is keeping track of everything Mm -hmm. else that our conscious mind is not aware of. I read some statistic recently about the subconscious mind being able to process 200 billion or 400 billion bits of information per second. Oh my God. Whereas the conscious mind can process around 2000 bits of information Per second. I wonder what of that, because it's said that we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. I wonder what of that is the conscious and unconscious or what that, that it's not even neither of those numbers is 60,000. So I wonder what they're even including. Well, bits of, of information. That. So I even consider that um, like sensory information, things Got that it. are going on around you, the color of something, the way a fabric feels. I mean, we are we are processing so much information all day. Our bodies are. And so what is cool is. I, my personal belief is that our bodies and our minds and our hearts and emotions and all of these things are made to be whole and healthy and to find homeostasis, right? And I believe that the subconscious mind 
knows how to bring us back to homeostasis. 100%. But the subconscious contains all of this information that we're not consciously aware of um, and knows like, why have I had migraines since I was seven years old? Your subconscious knows that. But I don't necessarily have a way of tapping into that subconscious information. Especially with your conscious running in the foreground all the time. Yes. And us not fully understanding all of those processes anyways, right? And so with body code, it uses one particular type of kinesiology, which is muscle testing. And muscle testing is simply the body is connected to the subconscious. And so if we're asking a truthful statement, your body's going to be strong because it knows that to be truth. Your subconscious is going to be answering through the body Mm. through strength. And if it's a false statement or like a no, then your body is going to be weak. Mm -hmm. So through muscle testing and something called a mind map, which is what the body code is founded on, the mind map contains six main categories um, that, that basically here are the different things that can be going on underlying or on an energetic level that are contributing to our dysfunction, our disease, and our like problem symptoms on a mind and body level. Hmm. And so what we're doing is we're using that muscle testing and we're going through this mind map or this chart Mm -hmm. and within seconds we're able to identify something that the subconscious knows is an underlying issue or imbalance that's creating this problem or symptom that you have. And when she says within seconds, I mean to tell you guys, it's not even something that I could have watched and thought, okay, she's making this up. It happens so quickly she would have to be an evil genius to be able to (laughs) go down this chart so quickly and point out to something at, you know, arbitrarily. It was so cool to watch because muscle testing, I don't know if you, if you guys don't have any idea of what it is, your body holds an integrity or lack of integrity based on what the information that it's processing around you. And so you could say the sky is green and hold your, hold your body stiff, but you're, you're, your consciousness, your, your mind, your everything, your body knows that doesn't have integrity in it, in that statement. So your body, if you're pushing down on your arm or, or trying to unlink linked fingers, your body's going to pull apart easily because it knows that doesn't have, that doesn't have truth to it. And our body stores that. So if you could say my name is, and then say what your name actually is, there's an integrity behind that. And so you would be able to hold your arm up stronger. And so Watching her go through this process so quickly, it was part of the proof itself for me because I just knew logically that there was just no real way that this could feasibly happen with some random, you know, thing that she's, you know, making up on the fly. So it was really cool to watch. Um, As far as, so this thing was very intricate. As you went down the chart, there was the six main and then as it led you into one of the subjects, that broke that down into sub-subjects. Yes. And then there was yes. others with sub-subject. And that was like left or right side of the chart and toxic energies and organs and functions. And, and yes. it was so cool. So tell me, each of these has these breakdowns and it gets down to such a minuscule level. Like how, I, tell me more about what the body code, how it's broken down into these bits. Like it, it seems like it covers everything. It, I mean, as far as I can tell, it is, is super comprehensive. So the six main categories um, are going to be... Let me actually just pull it up and I will go right to the six main categories. So we're looking at energies. We're looking at the circuits and systems of the body. We're looking at toxins. We're looking at pathogens. We're looking at misalignments, like structural things going on and then nutrition and lifestyle. So those are the six main categories that can create imbalance in the body that leads to these negative symptoms in our life. Within those, I have never counted, but there's hundreds of breakdowns and subcategories within those six main frames. Do you find that the people that you work on, do you find that there's anything 
common, like a commonality that occurs in today's people that you've worked on that just like, okay, it, it typically tends to be a toxin introduced or something that's like a, an, is it typically like an energy or something? What do you see yeah. more often or, or is there none? Everybody's body is so unique. And I, I love that because our brains are pattern forming. You know, we find patterns and things. And as a body code practitioner, it would be really easy to go there if people weren't so, so, so different. But mm-hmm. because each person's body is unique and the way that it wants to get rid of it is all very unique and intelligent to your own subconscious saying like, I need to rid myself of this trapped emotion from when I was two years old before we're going to be able to tap into the fact that this organ is not happy and balanced and isn't getting what it needs or whatever. And so it it tells me these things in order of like... What, oh my gosh. what your body needs in order to, to get you where you're trying to go. Um, the one thing I will say is that within these subcategories under energies, that is going to deal mostly with emotions that have become trapped in the energy field. Um, and I would say that with most people that I work on, the, the underlying imbalances and where they stem from a large percentage is just that, those emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So things that we experienced at any point in time in our life where for whatever reason, maybe you were overtired, maybe you were dehydrated, your body and subconscious just didn't process and move through it in a way Mm -hmm. where it just kind of moved through you and instead it got stuck as this little ball of frequency Mm -hmm. within your, somewhere in your body or your energy field. And now that channel of energy that would have been a free flow Mm -hmm. is now flowing through this interference or this other frequency that wasn't supposed to be there. And so that ends up being, you know, I would say maybe 70% of what comes up in a person's session is going to be around these emotions that we weren't able to process at the time. That's incredible. I I do know that that was, that was a very predominant thing going on with during my session. And it blows me away that our bodies still just learn to operate around those things. And cause I was, I was, I would say I was functioning and I was functional. It's just, I didn't realize how far gone my functioning system had become Mm -hmm. and how many things it had to work around until afterward when I didn't have anything getting in the way of my thought process of the way that I felt. If I had an emotion, it just seemed to kind of have this swoosh straight path through and I was, I felt an emotion. I felt it fully. And then it just, it, when it was Mm -hmm. gone, it was gone. And just that's just so, and I even afterwards, it was so neat to have you feel cleaned, refreshed, kind of rebooted. Mm-hmm. And immediately, it was probably three days later, I had an interaction with a person that I did not tell a full truth to. It was like a partial integrity, something that I was trying to protect them from knowing. Mm-hmm. And that little kind of like white lie withholding the truth of integrity, I kept it. And from that point, probably two or three days ago, that I could tell was still stuck in me from just that one moment. And I had this body code session not happened. There is no way in hell, I guarantee that I would have even noticed that on my radar, noticed that I kind of trapped it inside. But then since that day, little anxieties, it's like I created the block, I created the clog. I know those little Mm -hmm. things just like trickle and drip on top and kind of pile up. I already have like a trapped emotion again in my body. And so it's like, it's very, it's incredible to know that our bodies work Mm -hmm. they, they know how to do things. They, they work our mind, our heart, all this entire, this beautiful creation of the human body, spirit, mind, everything. It works. It's flawless at telling us when something's wrong, when something's upset. And so I love how symptoms that we experience, even if they're negative, it's still a sign that the body's working yes. and the body's, even if it's trying to force a, a function that really doesn't, can't do full, you know, it can't do at a hundred percent capacity. It's trying to do the best it can. It's just moving around this trap and moving yes. this around this anxiety yes. and moving around this, you know, dysfunction. Yes. Tell me about how one person, okay, say, they go to a body code session, they're in between sessions, and then this stuff comes up. Like, obviously, the, the goal is not for somebody to, 
oh, Shannon, I need, I need body code. I need this to be cleared. And the yes, idea yes. would probably be somebody being in charge of their own, this, this process of being able to, you know, oper- obviously the goal would be operating entire integrity and doing everything, you know, as it comes, w- the way you're supposed to, keeping the body fully clean and, and taking it only in, you know, no radicals, no none. If we could do that <laughs> right, in a true. practical, non-busy world, in a perfect world, that's what we would do. But what does somebody do right. when they have, when they notice on their radar that they're going to body code sessions and something has come up and now they have almost this like, oh, I felt that. Yes. What do they do? Yes. So it's a great question because I am also a very firm believer in empowering each of us to be our own healer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want people to be dependent on, oh, I need a session with Shannon. Now, I will say I have my own body code practitioner that I call when they're, I can work on myself, mm-hmm. but there are certain issues that I feel when I go to work on myself. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do I need someone yes. else to do this for me. And there is no shame in that, and there is no, like... Because I would suggest something to way. myself, I'm sure. Yeah, so I... And that's you can get into that. And so for me, there are things that I will always call somebody else for, and there's things that I will work on myself. And so one of the things that I do, if I've had somebody and they've come to me enough times and I recognize like, oh, there are some people that are more sensitive, and I say that in a good way, um, which makes them more susceptible to trapping more things in their energy field Mm -hmm. because their systems are just more sensitive maybe their nervous system is more sensitive or they're this deeply empathic person and so they feel and people can trap emotions from the people around them even right so it's not even something that you're doing wrong it's just part of the world that we live in so if I notice that a person is needing the work more often or tends to have these kind of weak spots where emotions are going to trap I actually recommend that they get the book by Dr. Bradley Nelson, who is the creator of the body code. And his book is called the emotion code. And the emotion code is on this mind map chart. It's like a tiny fraction of it. But like I was saying, that's usually like 70% of our issues come from this emotion code chart. Mm -hmm. So through that book, you can actually learn the muscle testing and learn the emotion code chart and learn for yourself how to continue to clear those emotions for yourself as they come up or just kind of regularly check in with yourself. And then if you have kind of a bigger issue come up or you just really feel like I've kind of stalled out here and I, I can't see myself quite clearly enough, mm-hmm. I need somebody else, then I'm always there to you know guide and assist the process. But I usually start people there and they can practice on themselves and they can actually you know keep that channel free and clear and flowing. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like I would have to be one of those people that have somebody else do it for me because I think that I have such an active mind. I would suggest things to myself. I would tell myself, oh, it's the guy that cut me off. That's the, yeah, that's, I'm going to, that's the muscle test right there. He definitely cut me off. He's the reason I'm like this today instead of, okay, um, I'm reading an amazing book right now that totally proves this to be true. Because when she was going throughout the book, she was talking about a process called Walking Back the Cat. This is the uh, Martha Beck's new book about integrity. And she was talking about identifying the moment and the root cause when your body left integrity Mm. and followed some sort of emotional pivot point or created a trapped emotion. And so it goes hand in hand with this very well. It's an amazing book. Um, So far, I'm only halfway through it. But she talks about walking back the cat like when you have uh, one of her favorite examples was she's allergic to eggs but she loves them and she had this moment where she just like dove in and we, we all have things that we we love that aren't good for us like some of us are just like big wine drinkers some of us can't get away from the carbs they love we love our sugars things like that and so she just binged ate just like she noticed she, her animal brain turned on and up and she was she was after those eggs and it was going to happen she's like okay why did i do that cuz afterwards you know you go through the the punishment of oh i feel i feel terrible now she was like okay it wasn't that it wasn't that she could have credited the guy that cut her off on the way to getting those eggs but okay walk back the cat when did the first moment where you pivot outside of the integrity to yourself i don't do that very well I want to blame 
other people. Mm -hmm. I want to blame the conversation that I just had. I want to blame, instead of something super small, where somebody asked if I could go do this on Wednesday, and I said yes when I didn't really want to. Those small little moments where you kind of dis, you unhinge Mm -hmm. from your true want, your true what would take care of you better, those small moments and small unhinges are what creates those moments where your animal brain starts activating, your subconscious starts like, okay, self-sabotage, we're ready, we're ready, just get around that cookie girl and I'm going to tell you to go tear into it. So when you, how long has the body code even been around? Is it new? Oh gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think around 10 years, emotion code has been around longer Um, And then through that, the emotional part of this, they recognized that the subconscious would actually tell us things about the body as well. And so then they added on all the pieces of, you know, the actual toxins and pathogens and things like that that could be going on. That's wonderful. How does this, if any, if in any way, so is this Reiki and something with body or is it totally separate? It's a totally separate thing, really. That's so cool. I think the only thing that could kind of be tied into energy work is that the way that that these things are cleared from your body is through energy and intention. Mm -hmm. And so that's the part that's kind of not tangible necessarily um, is I actually, I roll um, magnets down the governing meridian. So in Chinese medicine, the governing meridian governs all of the other meridians in the body. And so whatever I do to that governing meridian will happen in the rest of the body within about three seconds. And so as your body and your subconscious has kind of shoved this energy up to the surface and said, hey, this is causing these migraines. Can we please release this now? I'm ready to let it go. It like energetically pushes that out to the surface. And then I take my intention with magnets. You can literally do it with a computer or a refrigerator magnet. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can grab a (laughs) magnet off your fridge and do this. And, and with my intention to clear that, coupled with your subconscious wanting to clear that, that's all it takes is a few rolls down the governing meridian. And that particular bundle of, of interference is released and it doesn't come back. Um, Do you happen to know why they chose magnets? Is it just because of the, the pull? I think the idea behind it is that it magnifies the energy of the intention. Okay, okay. Personally, I do this to myself without using magnets. Okay. I'm just that far into the belief of the intention being strong enough to to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always use magnets with clients. There's something, I think, even tangibly for them to see that there's something there that's like extra or happening. It it is. It's like a physical thing that you can see. And um, yeah, so, so I still continue to use that. Where do you see body code going and how and evolving? Because this is something I know that seems to be there's a small buzz about it, but I think as especially with years and experiences like that were so emotionally we were pulled apart last year, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, some of us financially, physically, everything. And I think people are reaching toward non-tradition in all ways we're not we're not looking Mm -hmm. at the at the usual we're not looking for even the same thing as we're getting back to normal I think a lot of people realize like there's so many different parts of their life that they don't want to see go back to normal and they don't want to they don't want it to be that way and I think the way we take care of ourselves is the same I think we've there's been so much there was so much noise and then lockdown and it was quiet and people had to deal with themselves. And I know firsthand this was very humbling for me at first. Two to three weeks of, you know, when we had the 14 days to flatten the curve, I was like, oh, this, that'll be a nice break. Yes. And it was so, I was excited about it. I thought, okay, two weeks, what can I do in two weeks where I can't really go anywhere? Maybe I could create a neat project or do something for me that'll be fun. And then it became longer. And I think it got, you know, we kind of got a little slap happy. I noticed that there was a lot of humor going around the first month. When we got to that month, we're like, oh, we're all cracking up. Like over in our houses, we're going nuts and tapping on our foreheads with spoons. And it's, it's... <laughs> But then it started to get darker. 
I feel like we went, we kind of, that was almost like our humor was almost this coping for this uncertainty that was going around. And then we got, I think we dove and it got darker and it got fearful. And then it got, we turned into animals where we're like lines in the sand and pitted and we needed to identify mm. our people and our beliefs and our mm. this. And that's where, and it was like the perfect storm to have the politics and the the election and all that where it was like dividing us even more and the mm-hmm. news and the how what we were shown and all this stuff we were we we were already vulnerable and kind of torn open and then it was all of this programming and fear and uncertainty and solitude and everything just like crammed into our bodies and I know for me I I came apart I came absolutely apart so this coaching non-traditional medicine, using things that are more, I would dare use the word homeopathic without, you know, without everybody like dis, I don't know, disregarding it, discounting Mm it. I feel like this is the future of thing and where people are going with it. They realize that this stuff is so limited. Uh, This as in traditional medicine is, it has its purpose, but it's not the only way. Mm. And do you, I mean, do you feel like the this type of thing is where we're headed? Gosh, you know, like the hopeful side of me would say, yes. (laughs) But I think I see two different paths and people kind of go one of two ways. So um, the first thing that happens, like, for example, what happened with me is I got very, very sick. I was sick for 11 years and did everything the way that I was supposed to do it. Um, all that all the communities were telling me, right? I changed my diet. I went to the doctor. I, you know, all the things I did, Mm -hmm. the functional medicine stuff, all of it. And I came to a point of desperation where my family came to me and said, you're dying. You're gray. You look like a skeleton. Like you've done everything you can do here. If you don't do something else, well, you're not going to make it. Like we're scared. We're watching you waste away in front of us. That's terrifying. And so the desperation of recognizing, wow, all of the things that fit my current narrative of possibilities haven't worked for me in 11 years. Hmm. Could there be something else out there that could help or am I destined for the grave at 32, 33, 34 years old? So I think when we go through these times, there are going to be people that begin to look outside the current structures because they recognize that the current structures aren't working for them. And they're willing to open their mind and they're willing to be curious and they're willing to take a stab and try some things that they wouldn't have been willing to do before. So mm-hmm. I absolutely think there's a giant group of people that are there yeah. and, and will be gravitating towards things like this. I think what you just mentioned with the polarization that we saw happen over the last year where in a lot of ways we reverted back in our evolution to us versus them, Mm -hmm. tribe against tribe. And with all of the political climate and even the the COVID thing, and so now you've got the heavy, heavy anti-vaxxers and you've got the heavy, heavy vaxxers and anybody that disagrees with one of those things is a terrible person and to the other group, do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I think that energy work can be grouped in politically as well it can be seen as well you're not listening to modern medicine you're not listening to science you're this you're that you're you are um putting out lies and putting out things that can harm people right wow yeah so i can see it going either of those ways i think i have people in my personal community that i've seen go both of those ways Mm -hmm. and so i'm really unsure like as a nation what decision we're going to make um going forward with things like this that's, that's, I've got to say that it's definitely the more, that's the realist answer. Cause I, I tend to be one that's like, Oh, it's going to be the way of the future. <laughs> and when I look at, you know, how new information or how something it is, it's the burden of proof lies in this new thing. And if you're already predispositioned to believe the opposite, you're not going to try it. So it's not going to be of, of your future. Yes. That's, um, that is definitely, that's bizarre. So we were talking before the, um, before it started and we were basically, so the gap between mind, heart, emotion, spirit, like that whole 
the physical physical science of things mm-hmm. and the faithful belief of things, mm-hmm. there is this massive gap. Yes. And you were talking about the gap in between it is kind of where did body code fit into that? Because it's like kind of is the gap closer, or would you say it's on one side or another? Because there's um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about the mind and heart cohesion where your mind can want and will and program and say and state and you can kind of reaffirm and repeat and repeat and repeat but if it lacks the integrity or the feeling that a heart coercion uh, brings to the table you're really kind of just doing this like abusing yourself with just this positive thought that your mind doesn't believe it you're, you're the muscle testing would absolutely test it yeah. out yes doesn't believe you yes that everything's going to be okay or everything is um let's see a positive thought i will let's take something detached like money you're, you're in a poor financial situation but you say that um i'm rich 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 and you're just standing in a garden with weeds there's no weeds there's no weeds there's no weeds your mind and your body is observing that there are weeds, that this is total bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Everything that you're, you're lying to yourself, you're fooling yourself. And so we kind of create this, this rut where we're doing the right things, but nothing about it is activating our heart. It's not bringing a feeling into it. It's not pulling our intention into it. Do those things cause the same blocks? Is it doing more damage to not have all of those you know collectively working toward the same goal or how does that um how do you bridge that gap in your in your mindset yes. and thoughts? that is such a good question and I'm really glad that you you brought this up because this is actually so typically in body code you know someone would come in I've used the examples of migraines like right like I've had migraines since I was seven doctor can't figure it out I go to work with body code and we start uncovering these energetic imbalances and we release them and and someone starts seeing improvements in their migraines right So, but what's happened is as my business has developed and more and more people have started coming to me and then through my own work um, with deprogramming from growing up in a cult, I started recognizing that just like that iceberg of conscious thought and subconscious thought, right? We can have these experiences or these programs that are running in our subconscious that are absolutely subconscious, uh, absolutely sabotaging what we consciously want or consciously believe. So for example, um, let's say that as a child, your situation at home was such that your emotions not only didn't matter, but they were evil and they were out of place and you know, whatever, whatever. That would be incredibly destructive. Your, your subconscious programming is going to be something around like my emotional state doesn't matter. Right. And you're probably going to operate out of that for most of your life. Maybe, then you you enter therapy because you're in codependent relationships and or you know you are leaving a narcissistic relationship and you don't know how you found yourself here and your your life is crumbling before your eyes and you you find yourself in therapy and they start going back and dealing with some of this programming and so now you can identify and you can see oh wow the programming when i was a child said that my emotions didn't matter and therefore, you know, look at this life I've created around this subconscious mm. idea that my emotions don't matter. Don't matter. And so wow. then, I can, then I can make that choice and I can say, well, I don't believe that anymore. I have the knowledge now. I'm armed with the tools. I don't believe that anymore. But what actually changed when you go out into your life? Are you operating from that conscious belief of, no, I matter? Or is your subconscious still operating under that programming regardless of what your conscious mind says. And that's where that dissonance is coming from. Wow. And so what I've been doing with the body code, how I've been using it uniquely with my clients is that if they come in with some sort of cognitive dissonance like that, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I believe that I am worthy and I am of love and blah, 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 blah. But all of my relationships and my patterns in my life are clearly operating from this old paradigm that I'm not worthy of love because that's the pattern that keeps repeating itself. Even though I cognitively believe this, I can use body code to figure out what imbalances are there in the subconscious and in the body that are leading them to believe that they are not worthy of love. And then I can go to work clearing it out on the subconscious level and the body level so that 
the subconscious, that body, and the conscious mind can become in alignment, making it so much easier where your, your um, default position isn't going to be, I'm unworthy, and then I notice it, and then I have to cognitively walk myself uh-huh. down this path of like trying to undo it and saying, how do I show up in this situation in from that place of worthiness? It's kind of what you mentioned experiencing where you're like, all of a sudden I don't have this noise. Mm-hmm. Well, what was that? That's all the subconscious and the body and all of the other programs running where even though consciously you're saying, I want these things, all this other stuff is interference and it's in the way. And so that's one of the ways that I am am learning and growing and using body code with people is to, first of all, identify what is the program we're running from. And then if you tell me cognitively, this is what I want to believe, Shannon. I, I cognitively believe that I am worthy of love. I can muscle test and say, what percent of you of you is actually in alignment with that belief? Wow. And maybe it's 56%. Well, what can I remove to bring her more into alignment with believing that she is worthy of love? And we can watch that number grow and grow and grow. And the goal is to get you to 100% so that your default is I'm worthy of love. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. That's, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know if you can see it. And I know that people listening can't see it. But my brain is coming out of my ears because <laughs> you think about our life experience and how vastly influential it is to us, regardless of whether or not we want to take that in. It doesn't seem to matter where we are in any current moment, our experiences and the things that we process and and just by a sensory level alone, we could see a negative interaction that's separate from us. It's totally, it's somebody else's. And if we choose to observe, like if we're a, you know, deeply empathetic person and we kind of just absorb it a little bit. And for some reason, if we just don't recognize that it was a separate entity that we don't need to take it on, we observed it and we observed it and it is what it is. If we take, if we choose to just like carve off a little piece and trap it inside ourselves, unless we can recognize that and, and readily point it out and go, yeah, that was yesterday. That was a totally unrelated thing. Why we choose to, you know, take it on doesn't seem to really matter if we, if we chose to take it on. Um, it's just interesting that there's so much focus that we could give all of this stuff and all of these processes to leave live this life that's intentional by design by what we want mm-hmm. to experience by how we choose to operate we have to really assess what's gone on prior clean that up figure it out and i th- i think that the body code is definitely hugely helpful in in that way and in, in ways that i didn't even really recognize cuz i mean i'm here as a coach talking about, we dive into the things that we're consciously aware of that we've chosen to operate, but then essentially without recognizing and going even deeper and figuring out, okay, this is what you want, this is what you believe, this is what you have believed in the past, this is what you're going to uproot and you know deprogram from and reprogram something else into. If your subconscious is absolutely not going to let go of something, your intentions really are kind of a wash if something's going to get in the way of it. Yeah, and I would say that this is where there can be kind of a, be- a beautiful like um, hand-holding with people is that for coaches or even I have um, natural practitioners who when they stall out with a patient or the patient kind of reaches that point of being stuck, so they've had the realization, they're like, oh my gosh, Kara, I recognize now that my belief around money has been sabotaging my business goals because I have this fear of, you know, da 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 da. Yeah. I recognize it but can't seem to gain control over it or do anything differently. Yeah. That's a good sign that there's there's stuff that's buried in the subconscious and the body that is preventing what's happening in the conscious mind to really align and be like fully in the body and and the subconscious and so that is a great time to like bring in body code and say hey let's check in with the subconscious and see what's there and if we can remove these things and then all of a sudden this person's like blasting through all of their goals why because you just removed 
all the stuff that was getting in the way that they couldn't have figured out consciously. And that's where the subconscious comes in. So it's actually a great like tool for even coaches or practitioners to have to mm-hmm. be able to say, hey, I've stalled out. There seems to be something stuck here. Yeah. Can we check on like the emotional and energetic and subconscious level to see if there's something there that's preventing their progress? Because it be, um, it could be so simple. It You're, be so simple. I'm dealing with consciousness. And yes, we do go into a little bit of like what we've been programmed to believe. Like what's underneath that? Like asking yourself, but it still all operates in the conscious. And so... I may have a client that, for example, has like this financial goal and they recognize that they were taught all, the, all of their life by their dad that like money is evil and people that with it took advantage of other people or whatever. But what I'm not diving into that you could dive into is possibly when they were two or three years old, they saw someone who was very mean or angry or violent towards somebody else and they happened to be holding a $5 bill or something and their association with money is <laughs> yeah. money is evil and mean itself. And it, it's only it, like the guy just happened to have money in his hand when he was doing or shouting or cussing yes. or whatever. And that downloaded this belief that's like really, really tiny seed underneath all of that that I can dive into the idea that you know, money is good. Money is an expression of love. Money is the exchange of value to people. And it's a beautiful communication system that's universal. And I can get, I can get them to intellectually go onto that, maybe even sign on emotionally and get the self to where they feel good about yes. it. But if this tiny little seed's still sitting there completely, you know, it's, it's safely just nestled underneath and it hasn't been uprooted, we can do all the coaching in the world that we want to, but I'm still on the conscious. Yes. That's wild. Yes. Yep. Well, um, we could dive into the gap. We could dive into mind-body coherence. We could, but I, I honestly feel like the body code alone is enough to chew on that. I mean, it's, it's definitely a fascinating thing. And I, I definitely want to have you back because the body code with, in relation to how it's, multiple and unlimited functions could assist everyone and and especially as people dive into it with themselves with or without a practitioner if they just have that awareness that these types of things are going on it's 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 mind-blowing so thank you for coming where can everyone find you where are you where are you at where are you speaking sure sure well i have a very basic website um, where you can get a little bit of information and also schedule appointments with me and just kind of see what I offer. And that's at flyingfreebyshannon.com, S-H-A-N-N-O-N. And then I am on Instagram. That's the only social media that I currently do. And it's Flying Free by Shannon, but it's a little X instead of the word by. So Flying Free X Shannon is my Instagram handle. Um, And I am putting out information on there as well about body code and how to reach me beautiful beautiful well thank you all for joining us for another episode of the happiness habit podcast until next time keep moving forward toward becoming the happiest person you know because the world really does need that higher self within you